Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash thewafflepress and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download the title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash thewafflepress. You're working overtime, man. You got exactly. paid for this. Like, <laughs> dude, I don't get paid for shit. I do like all these podcasts. <laughs> I do. I don't get paid for it. I do it for fun. But I'm trying to eventually get to a point where it goes, "Hey, I'm going to start charging money for these," <laughs> but not yet. Uh, that's that's our goal too here on the Waffle Press Podcast. Hello, mm-hmm. welcome back to another episode of Waffle Press Hangouts. I'm your host Diego Crespo. Also with me today is Gene Versa, my co-host. Hey, how are you? I'm great. I, I'm even better than usual today because we got a guest, Shaquille Shaq Lambert, on the show. Hello. How what's are up, you? What's up? Also, was not prepared for the start time because I just started recording my end. On- ah, don't, don't even worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> hey, guys. What's up? What's up? Look, it, for, for listeners of the show, uh, they know that these things are basically borderline disasters never we record, but that's kind of our <laughs> charm. So, mm-hmm. you know, we just we just kind of roll with it. Yeah. yeah. And I'd also like to say one thing, that I listened to you guys when Sarah was on, my co-host, Ooh. Sarah Sorrentino. You guys talked about Digimon movie. And let me just say that Digimon is the best fucking thing ever. <laughs> better than Pokemon. The po- the Digi-Rap at the beginning of the movie is better than the Poke-Rap, the fucking <laughs> the one on the show. God. I'm just spitting flames right now because, <laughs> yeah, that whole thing was just like, that movie rules, and I will not accept any other opposing decisions. <laughs> no, no, you, you're just spitting facts right now. I mean, like, mm-hmm. like the, the middle portion of that movie is amazing. <laughs> Literally, it's so good that the dude did it again and just did it under a different title. That's what everyone keeps telling me. I really need to see that movie. <laughs> Yeah, Summer Wars is literally just Digimon the movie yeah. with, no, with it, just a family aspect to it, and it's the best shit ever. It's <laughs> such a ripoff of it. It's like it's not even funny. Like, like they didn't even try to hide it. Yeah, like, <laughs> although, is it really a ripoff when it's the same dude doing the same movie? Uh, like you just copy yourself. Yeah, I mean, like, like for uh, <laughs> for uh, was it Br- Blight, Bright? David oh Ayer, right, yeah, yeah. David Ayer just copies like three or four shots from Training Day. Not even shots, like actual <laughs> scenes. <laughs> yeah, he copies scenes. Yeah, he's copying himself. I would say so. True, yeah. but that that time he did it wor- much worse than he did the first time. This mm-hmm. one is on an equal level of like this is good as fuck. Yeah, but it's like a complete movie too. Yes. Oh man. Oh, so it's better. All right. I, I yeah, that's what I mean. Wait. It's a complete thing. <laughs> Um, well, thank you for joining us. Uh, what have you been up to, Shaq? What's what's going on in your life? Plugs, let's just get them out of the way on the top of the Plugs. show so we can get into this nonsense. I am a part of a lot of shit. <laughs> I'll say that. Um, the Lay main, on me. Yeah, the main thing that I co-host is the, the co-host sequels, uh, where we talk about direct-to-video sequels to popular films. Uh, that you can just find at sequels with two E's. Um, I'm also over on oneofus.net which is one of my main areas where you'll see me over where I do a bunch of stuff like their final watch begins, which is our final season of game of Thrones podcast. We have the eye on the prize, which is like the, our award season podcast. Um, the screener squad, which is like our lower low key uh, video on demand and smaller releases reviews of like newer films and stuff like that. And occasionally the breakfast pub, which is like our weekly 
uh, news show where we talk about like trailers and all the biggest like movie and TV news. Right. Yeah, that's a lot. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, stay, that's, you're keeping busy. busy. Keeping busy. <laughs> Time gets sunk up by those things so yeah. much, but it's just so much fun to do. Of course. Uh, Gene, what's new with you? Uh, just right now, just working on the short film that you and me wrote together. And then assembly yeah. part finished of that. So if anyone's been following that, that's what I've been doing. And, All you know, right. I need to go over and just like steal your laptop to watch it. No. <laughs> um, plugs for us. Uh, you'll have heard it at the top of this episode before we officially started. Uh, check out Audible and all that jazz. Uh, don't forget to check out our Patreon. We have a sneak peek of stuff we're doing coming up soon. Uh, early access to other retrospectives, uh, including Spider-Man, which will be starting very soon. Uh, I'm going to take a long nap after that retrospective. But, um, <laughs> You know, just other other stuff coming on in the world. And uh, I guess we're about to talk about a quick little retrospective for another series uh, on this on this Hangout episode. Uh, Game of Thrones just ended. And this is kind of like the biggest pop culture event in our television lifetime, at least. Uh, I can't mm-hmm. think of something bigger, maybe like Friends, but no one actually uh, likes Friends anymore. Sopranos? Sopranos gets close. Breaking Bad got close. Yeah. Uh, um, Lost got close. Yeah. Lost. Oh, Lost. Are we all Lost finale fans here? Yeah, I've I, never watched. I, no, I've never watched anything past the pilot of Lost. <laughs> Shaq, what are you doing? <laughs> Dude, you know the thing is, is when it originally aired, I was pissed off about it because it because it took away the time from fucking my wife and kids, which is my favorite <laughs> show at the time. But like, what is this shit? I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, it's probably just a movie. Like, oh no, this is a show that's keep going on week to week. Where's my fucking my wife and kids? <laughs> and then I found out it ended. Well, I'm I'm sorry to hear that. Um, I mean... yeah. No. <laughs> Eventually, I got over it, and then like I was like, oh hey, I'll get eventually get to watch, it. and then I just never did. Yeah, because people got pissed off at the end. I was like, well. I guess I'm just not going to watch it. Well, I mean, this is the thing, like, about television finales, how many, like, universally satisfy everyone? Like, none, oh. you know? Like, that's just impossible. But generally, right. there, there are consensus about which ones are the better ones. Um, Lost is certainly one of the more divisive ones. Gene and I, I know, I know are big fans of it. Uh, mm-hmm. like, of I, know, I know a lot of people who hated it. Oh, yeah. I still know people that hate it. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Th- those are just, I don't know, just... Uh... Like for some divisive for, for a divisive finale like that, it's like it's been like ten years. It's like you still hate it, you know. <laughs> I mean, there yeah, are people I, I... who are only just coming around to the Sopranos season for that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I think there's I... a trick to this too. Actually, I think we're seeing right now a lot of like creators and directors and writers talking about the stuff that they just put out into the world, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that can kind of skew perspective on things. Mm. Whereas, like, The Sopranos, who, who was it? David Chase? David Chase, yeah. The... Okay. Yeah, David Chase. When, when he f- finished The Sopranos, he didn't explain what it was about, what the final mm-hmm. ending was. He still doesn't. You know, he mm-hmm. leaves it up interpretation. Like, David Lynch with Tw- Twin Peaks. He yeah. doesn't explain anything. He just kind of is talking about his process in, in making it, but he doesn't explain the themes overtly. He wants everyone to come away with their own takeaway from it. And I think that helps things age very well. Uh Game of Thrones not so much for people, I guess. Yeah. Um, um, I've had time to think about it. And, like, I still – I like where the characters ended up at the end 
it's just a shame that they just essentially shat the bed and just rushed the whole shit. Yeah. I am exactly where you're yeah. at. I hated these last couple seasons. I have not been shy about how little I've liked. Uh, season six, I think, is actually pretty good, especially towards the end. Um, and there are moments that really work, but I think season seven really just kind of broke the show where it was like it traded character for spectacle and like mm-hmm. hitting plot beats. And so there was like no way in hindsight that season eight would have been satisfying just because that season I think did the show and character so dirty. Mm-hmm. But uh let's let's just let's just go around um Shaq, what are your f- thoughts on Game of Thrones like as a whole going into the final season? Um it's weird how my feelings have gone for Game of Thrones because when it started I could not give a fuck less because I'm weird about fan- like fantasy where I'm like sometimes I'm super Get into it and there's sometimes <laughs> no, no, no no I'm super into it and then there's sometimes we're like say Lord of the Rings I'm fucking into Lord of the Rings but then there's yeah. other times I'll see a show and be like eh you know not my thing I'll just ignore it or whatever but then there was a point where it started becoming like the biggest show on television I was like you know I'll catch up on to onto it and i was obsessed <laughs> i loved the shit out of it i was like i want to see where this goes next i need to see these dudes get got <laughs> and all this shit and then so <laughs> i was like to the point where it was appointment television and it's probably the last one that i think has gone on just in a major way like this for a while I don't think there will be anything like that for a while so coming into this i was like okay i'm here to just to see a satisfying conclusion because I was never a book reader. Like, I've never read any of the books still to this day. I will at some point. But I was like, yeah, I'm just going in as a show. Mm-hmm. And as a show, it was so clever in the way that it did things to the point where when season seven showed up and they're like, it's clear that there's no book to adapt left. <laughs> like, oh, I could see them cutting corners, how people are traveling much faster than they used to. <laughs> And so I was like, oh, all right, I guess. Uh, I I still want to see how this thing ends. So when it comes up to season eight, I'm like, hey, all this stuff looks cool, but it's sacrificing a lot of the shit that I liked about the show in the first place. And that's a massive shame, especially in some of the way some of the characters turn out near the end where I'm like, this is actual horseshit. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Gene, you you came into the show later was i the one that got you into it i know i know i got yeah. a bunch of our mutual friends into it because i was obsessed yeah you wouldn't stop out. talking about it yeah all the time sorry <laughs> uh, but yeah yeah you did yes i was very um you know because i i read the first and the second book i need to finish it i think i might finish the books when they're all complete whenever that may be no, so you'll never read them. <laughs> never read them i guess yeah <laughs> yeah i just call you out <laughs> <laughs> And, um, yeah, I was very, like, hesitant um, to see the uh, final season because just the just everything about it was just, like, what? Like, it's only going to be six episodes. I mean, some of them are going to be longer, but it's only six. There's no books that they're adapting it from. Um, the uh, George, Mar- or George R. Martin isn't involved. And, I don't know, it was always kind of holding my breath and... Uh, yeah, I came in just very hesitant, very just a little cautious. I'm like, oh no, what are we getting ourselves into? <laughs> I've started watching this show the the year it came out, but like a month after it ended, I binge watched mm-hmm. the entire thing. Uh, fell in love with it. I went out to buy the books because the fifth book had just come out that year, and I was like, this is perfect. And I read them all. 
like back to back over the next couple weeks and months. Uh, and, you know, varying quality across those early seasons, but generally pretty outstanding stuff. Uh, season five felt like a splash of cold water to the face where I was like, what, what is this? What's happening? This is just misery porn. Uh, season six brought me back to the point where I was like, I think they can do it. I think they can end this on a good note. And as non-shy as I've been about my feelings about these later seasons, uh, I love the Battle of Winterfell episode. Writing aside, the writing is not why I like that episode. Um, I've come around on the burning of King's Landing a lot. Again, the writing is not what I'm walking away with here. I have to have caveats, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've, I even like consistently ragged on the, the showrunners on Twitter, just like, these guys <laughs> are going to direct the finale? Oh, boy, I'm going to open a beer, get my popcorn ready. They're going to do a Star Wars movie? Are they doing three? Oh. Yeah, oh, yeah. I don't know if they're directing okay. though. I, I think they're just going to write and produce. Any anything could yeah, happen. So. Um, but I found myself in tears consistently through the finale. Here's the thing: how they got to this point, a lot of it is is bullshit. Uh, there's a lot of uh, compact ner- narrative and character arcs that don't track very well. Maybe in like the broadest strokes, I could see like show Danny becoming the Mad Queen. Like, in the books, it makes more sense for that version of the character. Mm-hmm. The show, not really so much. Because they had to condense um, it into, like, that one moment where she's, like, hearing the bells and shit. And even then, I'm like, that's, like, even if you've been building this up throughout the entire show, that actual final push into the turn is bullshit. It, it is. And it's like, yeah, like, she, she did murder a lot of people. You know, slavers and stuff are like, yeah, objectively terrible. And even Tyrion has that whole, like, monologue one of like five he gives in the final episode, which is hilarious <laughs> to me. Um, but the way they played out, they never played as something to be fearful of. They're always like, isn't Danny so badass? I'm like, yeah, it's kind of badass, but you don't get to earn that turn by just being like surprised. That was actually a bad thing without ever like seeding that for the audience yeah. to feel. You right. know, like you can't frame something one way and then rug pull it and be like, it was actually bad you should feel <laughs> bad about it and it's that's that's gross but there's they turn out to be decent directors i i thought there was a lot of striking imagery like i know people clown on that one dude who was tweeting about like that shot that <laughs> yeah, should be studied but the fucking school cool shot though so <laughs> it was it, cool it is yeah so it's mm-hmm. not like people not like he's wrong but it's like he took it maybe a bit too far with the like should be taught in film class like right. sure it's like it's on yeah. the nose yeah still cool as fuck yeah. yeah like it's 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 obvious imagery but it's like why wouldn't you do that you know you might it's as well like uh, like stranger things too uh, i don't know if you've seen that shack but like when someone goes to the upside down the camera turns upside down it's like yeah of course that's obvious but how could you not do that <laughs> you know yeah, you like, might as well um i thought Danny dying was actually very sad. I felt for that character for the first time in years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought Tyrion finding Jamie and Cersei's body was heartbreaking. Um, Drogon burning down uh, the Iron throne. throne made me cheer because I've said for years that's how the series is going to end, and I fucking knew it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I was basically weeping when we saw the Starks go off in their different directions across globe and i was like oh my god this felt like the end of an era i'll say that most of the good things you said all happened in the first 30 minutes there's still <laughs> another 60 right after that that is just horseshit 
Um, <laughs> like the like that whole actually no, there's one thing that did actually actively piss me off where I said fuck you was the point where they had to go with the fan service route, which is Sam saying, "Hey, here, I had a book of all this called A Song of Ice and Fire." I actively uh, said, "Fuck you." <laughs> yeah, oh, that was that, that was, was cruel. That was that was so cruel. Funny. That was disgusting. Like you. <laughs> You could have crowbarred this that title in any way, shape, or form, but that was the worst way you could have done it. <laughs> and they did not earn that. No. <laughs> they no. did not earn that thing. Like, when it happens in the end of Lord of the Rings, um, which this ending also just is, by the way, so that's weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's earned. It's like, oh, it's the story of Frodo and uh, his uncle Bilbo, like their journeys across Middle Earth, there and back again. And uh, The Hobbit's Tale. And here it's just like, oh yeah, this is also the name of the things that we showed to you. <laughs> like, it, yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. And so you're right, there's bullshit in this episode. And again, I will not really argue with anyone that there was a lot of bullshit to get to here. But considering on how everything was set up, this is about as good. This no, this is better than I ever hoped for because I was expecting like an all-timer worst finale and I thought it was actually pretty dang good. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm alone in this mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not angry about it. I'm just yeah. like, to be fair, I was just so exhausted by the previous episode that I was like, you know what? I see that they're they're not going to end strong. So I'm just like, I'll just take it what for what it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no, so the, I, wasn't, the I wasn't mad. I was just kind of apathetic about it. I totally get that. This ending should have been an all-timer if they had done these characters and stories better in previous seasons. Yeah. But I'm grading on a curve right now mm-hmm. <laughs> because there's like all-timer worst episodes in the back half of this series. Um, and I was, I, I felt glad. I, I feel more content than I ever expected to given the way things were heading. And so that might be kind of a softball. But um, I, I said on the last episode, Gene and I did too, where mm-hmm. even if this was the worst ending ever, I would be thankful for the great times I had with Game of Thrones because a lot of this is some of the best television I've had the experience of tuning into. And oh, I'll, definitely. I'll be thankful for that. A hundred percent. Still like, very concerned about that, that Star Wars, though. I'll probably... Yeah. Like, the thing is, as much as I rag on this, sh- this final season or whatever... I'm still probably going to buy the box set once it finally shows up <laughs> in like one big package. Mm-hmm. Oh god, yeah. yeah. The the Blu-rays for for like uh the big battle episodes, like those are going to be stunning, you know, to watch on, on a nice television and everything. Mm-hmm. But uh yes. Yeah, um favorite characters. Do we have a favorite character we want to say goodbye to? Um favorite character and favorite season. You don't have to do them both at the same time. Okay. <laughs> I'll come back to the character, but I know for season it's either three or four. Oh. Probably nice. four because one, it finally got get rid of fucking Joffrey. Um, the trial of Tyrion is one of the best moments. We're talking like top three in the entire series. And also, um, I'm so because I play so many, I've played so many violent video games, watch so many violent movies, and watch so much <laughs> shit that I felt mostly desensitized to just violence on screen. To like and it's not until the Mountain and the Viper episode happened, Ooh. and then when fucking Oberyn died, I mm-hmm. screamed like I witnessed a real murder. It was horrifying, and I was like, I've never felt like this before in a long time. That, that was, this is awesome. Brutal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
And it, that one hurts so much too, because it's like, oh yeah, this dude's like a swaggering Han Solo type. What's this mo- this cool ass motherfucker doing in Game of Thrones? And then he goes out like that. And he could have like, won. He could have won if he wasn't just so busy talking shit. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna yeah. stand. I'm gonna stand up for him. He was trying to get a confession out of the dude. You know, he he was accused being cocky, but he was trying to get a confession out. I understand it's, that, but but at yeah, the same time, you gotta much. just like actually incapacitate him, like. Like, make sure he can't feel arms and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he, he was smart enough to have done that, I guess, or maybe, maybe, maybe not. Um, Gene, favorite season? I would go with season one, actually. Um, the uh, just the whole world building that they do is really great, and then just like I, I really love the reveal that, well, almost like if uh, Ned isn't the main character, they just kill him off like you think he is kind of the central protagonist i mean i hadn't read the books when i saw the first season and they just like guillotine him and that was uh that was pretty shocking i would say yeah back when i first started yeah I know about you. yeah yeah uh season one is actually my favorite season too i think it's oh okay yeah, rewatching uh, a lot of the highlight episodes uh, before this final season, just to get ready, you know, I found myself really, uh, that's the one I sat through the entire way through. I was like, I think I took this for granted. There's incredible world building. Mm-hmm. The characters are clearly defined. There's a great mystery plot. Um, the politics are really interesting. Characters aren't aren't stupid yet. Yes. Uh, that, that might be yeah. harsh, but like, that's a big thing. <laughs> um, and it consistently like recreates its own narrative and like pushes itself like where where can we go from here? How are they going to get out of this? Oh, well maybe some characters don't get out of it, but the show has redefined itself in like the back half of that season like five times. Um, I'll never forget watching that that moment where Sean Bean dies. I was like clutching the sides of my desk because I was so tense. I was like, no, he's going to get out of it. He's got he's the main character. He's going to get out of it. He's going to oh mm-hmm. what, what, what? and I just like exploded. You know, like, I didn't know what to do with, like, my body. <laughs> um, and it just ends. Yeah. Oh, and, and that's that maybe the best episode of the series still. I don't know. There, there's a lot of great ones. Um, but I think I'm also going to say that Sansa Stark's probably my favorite character. Mm-hmm. All the bad stuff just comes from, like, the bad writing of the character, you know, like, yeah. in the middle of the series. But generally, she's, she's the one that's got her head on her shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, she's the one who... I actually trust in charge of like a monarchy. <laughs> Everyone else, I'm like, no, burn that, burn that shit down too with the Iron Throne. But uh, no, Sansa. Uh, aside from her, I, I would have actually said Ned Stark. I, I've never loved another character on Game of Thrones like I cared about Ned Stark. Um, I, miss I mean, the, the obvious favorite for me is probably Arya. But I'm always a sucker for also like the side characters that like, even though they don't have as much to do. I just love whenever they're there. So like Braun or Podrick oh, yeah. or even like Braun became way more of a major character at, like as things went on. But like when she first showed up and she was really there, I'm like, I want to see more of her do badass shit. Um, oh. oh, and the Hound. The Hound, because he's just so pithy all the fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? I, I want to give a shout out to to Jamie Lannister, actually, because... I've never gone from hating a character so completely to being like, I'm fascinated with what this guy does next. Like, yeah. That, that's a, that was a great character for the most part. They It hurts me that like, that's how they make him go out. I know those people, mm-hmm. I've had uh, so many arguments with people. <laughs> no, that's, that was a good way for him to go. I'm like, no, fuck off with that. Yeah. 
just under rubble. I mean, I, I, it's one of those things where I don't, I don't buy the turn. I see what they were doing, but because mm-hmm. of the, like the compacted season, it just there's no way that would have worked. Exactly. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would agree too. Where it's like it's not that I don't like them dying together, but just like the the turn of events that caused that to happen. We're just like what? Yeah. Um, yeah. I will. I will play devil's advocate. I will say I'm very okay with Cersei dying like that. Yeah, I, I didn't mind that as much. I would have been fine with that if it was just her by herself. Mm. Like she's lost everything, yeah. and so she exactly. Dies right. Yeah, that's 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 tragic. Even for someone who's often as vile as her, she she was a tragic character at the end of the day, kind of too. You know, like what else was she supposed to do with how she was raised by like Tywin Lannister of all people? Mm-hmm. Like not exactly like, dad of the year. <laughs> like no. my yeah, my issue with it is that like. Had had they still stuck with this Jamie thing of like him just saying like no I got to go be with my sister, I would have preferred if he just if that either never happened or if he just didn't make it to her in time. Like him having that fight with Euron, that still happens, and he Euron still gets like a fatal blow. But like Jamie's still trying to make it there, but just dies on the way there, and she dies by herself because at this point her I don't feel like she deserved any sort of just like. Hey, I'm here with my brother and I love you. We'll die together, type deal. Yeah. Like, I know that's reminiscent of like real life shit. Right. But it, I don't think it deserved that. I think that would have made the point that they're trying to make even more clear, too. Like, the idea that, like, obviously their love is horrible and wrong. Um, mm-hmm. uh, even if, I mean, not to put aside the incest, that's obviously like the main reason why it's horrible and wrong. But they also just bring out the worst in each other. And so it's like a futile relationship. So she dies alone. He dies on his way back to her. That would have that would have I think solidified it for a lot of people. Yeah, but uh, bamboozled. Um, Gene, <laughs> and any any favorite characters you want to say goodbye to before we wrap up? Yeah, I would I would still go with uh, I. Mine has always been Arya. Just nice. always uh, always uh, just love her character development and how Maisie Williams portrays her. And uh, I think she had a good send off a final season. Like um, like uh, she just like. Gendry asked her, like, do you want to be the uh, my lady? She's like, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that was, yeah, like, well, <laughs> like I ain't about that. that. Like, I'm the Grim Reaper out here. <laughs> Actually, um, you know what? There's one character I forgot to mention goodbye to, mm-hmm. who was my original oh, favorite character, and I was pissed Which, off when I realized he wasn't going to make it. Which Fucking Cal Drogo. Cal Drogo uh, was my absolute favorite character because I'm like, he is fucking Conan. Like, before I realized he's like, he ended up playing Conan, but I'm like, this dude rules. I just see him murder shit every episode. And then for him to die in season one, I was like, well, I can't like anybody, can I? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was a great character, too. Um, the one thing I, I was always had iffy about, uh, the, the very first episode he does you know, force himself upon yeah, Danny. That in, I was in not a fan. In the books, he doesn't. Like he he waits huh. for her to be okay with it. So I'm like, why did they change that? That's that weird. Um, but yeah. that that brings up another problem too in later seasons. Like they just have the Dothraki there and they have no point of view character. Like nope. they have no mouthpiece, but the unsullied do. <laughs> it's <laughs> so weird. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. There's there's a lot of issues in the back half of the season. Um or series, I don't. I don't want to spend any more time ragging on that. Yeah. I've done enough. Yep. Uh, oh, just... Grey Worm also is incredible. He's probably like, I'm so glad they didn't kill him off at the end too. Like people are like, oh, we needed a John Grey Worm fight. I'm glad we didn't get that. Yeah, actually, yeah. me too. I was like, don't, don't do this. Is not going to make anything better. Don't do this. And <laughs> he was the most so was like, justified in everything. 
Yeah, I buy his turn more than Danny's, mm-hmm. which is like crazy. <laughs> um, but I think that'll wrap it up for Game of Thrones for us right now. Thank you. Goodbye. Don't fuck up Star Wars, please. I, uh, I hope the prequels are better. I hope the they're prequels. Is- Everyone, I know there's people who are like, oh, these guys have never been good. And then I found out, what was it? Uh, Benioff wrote freaking 25th Hour, which is one of Spike Lee's best movies. Huh, oh, yeah, I that movie's that. amazing. So I'm like, okay, so he has the power in him to write good shit. Mm-hmm. It's just, I think with them getting Star Wars that they just like, fuck it. We're just, we'll just write this up so we can go work on the stuff that we actually like. I feel like that's exactly what happened, too. I don't know why they didn't just hand the reins to, like, Brian Cogman. He's like basically the third showrunner on the series, and he's he's written a handful of the best episodes. I, I don't he actually he actually cares. George R. R. Martin likes hanging out with him. He doesn't like hanging out with the other two showrunners. I think that's really telling. yeah. No wait, wait 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 really yeah Brian Cogman yeah no but he doesn't like hanging out with them. Well, I don't think he wants to spend time with them if he doesn't have to. I don't think he dislikes them. I just don't think they're buddies. You know, like they, oh, okay. they're they're work. They have a work relationship, not a friend relationship. Whereas with Cogman, they get along that well, just because mm-hmm. they share the same headspace, you know. Mm-hmm. But okay, fair enough. Yeah. Oh well, on, on to on to greener pastures. Uh, our <laughs> dream of spring starts this this summer with uh, a little movie I saw the other day called Booksmart. I love that too. I love that. Shaq, have you seen this yet? I haven't yet. What kills oh. me is that I've had at least a good two or three chances to see it early. And because of life things, that couldn't happen. Like, because uh, we have a theater out here in Toronto mm-hmm. called the Tiff Lightbox, which is like the festival. They have their own little art house theater, which is expensive, but great as hell. Um, and then in the, er- the beginning of the month, they're like, hey, we're putting out a super early screening and we're having Olivia Wilde do a Q&A and everything. And I was so set to go. I bought my ticket and then something happened. And I was like, well, I couldn't go. And then it happened at least one or two more times where they had early screenings that were like, yo, you can come through, and then just didn't happen. Mm -hmm. And even this weekend, I was so busy with things that, like, I'm going to try and see it on Tuesday. Please, please do. This this movie's unfortunately I want to so bad. You need to see it. Uh, It's also, like, basically a masterpiece. (laughs) Um, I loved it. I was really looking forward to it, but I loved it beyond what I was hoping for um, right i am surprised at how high the praise is because i figured it would be like it would be funny like i like i enjoyed the trailers but i was like mm, i'll enjoy it, but i'm not sure if i'll love it or anything but then i see everyone else going like no this is this legitimately incredible i'm like well shit i gotta mm-hmm. rush over <laughs> yeah there's like this thing with american studio comedies you know where like it's just kind of a bunch of comedians riffing back and forth i'm like yeah mm-hmm. I, li- I like that too you know but every once in a while you get a really special one um, I think Neighbors and Neighbors 2 are actually <laughs> kind of huge standouts in this department. Yeah. Uh, even they, a lot of the Seth did, Rogen stuff I really mm-hmm. love, but, you know, not that creatively directed. The De Niro, that was fine. The De Niro gags and uh, Neighbors really got you. Oh, oh that was God. great. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Book, Booksmart is is easily up there with those, if, if not even more favorable, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Uh, Olivia Wilde, it's her first, like, feature-length movie. That's crazy. And I could never tell. Like she, mm-hmm. she's really great at blocking the characters depending on like the situations, whether they be funny or like kind of sad. There's a lot of sad moments in it that mm-hmm. I wasn't ready for. Um, very inventive animated sequence, I'll say. <laughs> yeah, um, that was that was something else. 
it, there's a lot of, of little flourishes that really caught me off guard, but it's, it's got a lot of heart. I, it's very wholesome and I'll, I'll continue laughing, laughing my butt off. And mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I'm very jealous that like France or someone already got it on Netflix. And I'm like, I, I want to go to there now because I want to watch it like, again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, that, that, that's a great movie. Did we all see John Wick three? Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's, let's do this. Shaq, what'd you think of John Wick three? This movie fucking rules, dude. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and honestly, like I like I've really started to legitimately think that this might be like the best American action franchise we've ever gotten. And mm-hmm. I'll say that it may be. Like right now it's just the word may, but the way they I'll say the way they wrap it up, they leave it open for the next for a fourth film. If they if they end it at that fourth film, that statement is absolutely fucking certified. This shit is just this movie alone has so many all-time great action sequences in just the first 30 minutes that I was so... like It was like watching Mad Max Fury Road again for the first time where I'm like, I can't believe how they're doing this. <laughs> and it's so... And not not just that, but just like the way that the world is still expanding and it's still super fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. Like They're not telling you anything about the world, but you're still like, they give you enough clues to go, okay, here's a little thing of what happened. Like, oh, I want to know, but I don't want to know, and you just keep it that way. Just everything about this is so fucking flawlessly crafted. It's astounding that they're still finding new ways to do this shit, and it's still fresh. Fuck me, dude. This movie's a masterpiece. Yeah, this and Booksmart, watching them like back-to-back, basically, from (laughs) the last weeks, I was just like, oh yeah, movies are... Movies are good. I, movies I, are good now. Yeah, m- movies are good again. Um, Cinema Gene, is great. <laughs> I, love, I, I like movies sometimes. Uh, Gene, what do you think of John Wick Three? Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I uh, felt that it really, you know, it didn't feel like the same thing as John Wick One or Two, and like it really keeps expanding the world a bit. And I was very happy with how it ended, and it just I really would want to see John Wick. Four, I would immediately want to have it after. Um, but, like, I mean, not to be nitpicky, but I didn't like some of the plot of the movie at times. Where it just kind of, where John Wick just kind of starts where he started. And that was almost like, I don't know if that was the point where it's, like, really the whole movie was, like, his whole, like, quest was, like, futile. But it was just kind of like, well, why did he do all of that if it doesn't matter? So I mean, I hate to be nitpicky. No, or... I, I think I think you bring up an interesting question. I mm-hmm. I disagree with you, but I see where okay. you're coming from. You yeah. know, like I, what, what did Quentin Tarantino say? I disagree with your hypotheses. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I I don't think that, that takes wrong. I just think that that is what the movie's saying, and whether or not someone likes that is completely up to them. You know, you're not you're not wrong for thinking that. I think yeah. you're wrong, but you are not. <laughs> um, oh, no, thank uh, you. <laughs> well like because like john wick 2 there was a i i saw a lot of criticism about how like well it's not as fun as the first one because john wick doesn't want to do it and it's like the the point of the movie is like a mile above of their head you know like yeah he doesn't That's want point, yeah. to yeah like the, the point is that he started the cycle of violence again yeah. basically to comfort himself after losing his wife and the dog that she left him behind and now he's just in this rabbit hole that keeps getting deeper and deeper like by the end of that movie, he's lost everything except for the dog. And at the beginning of John Wick Three, uh, this quick spoilers, I guess that he has to give up the new dog that he got for himself. Yeah, because he's 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 going on his own journey, and yeah, nothing changes for him. I think because 
of the confines mm-hmm. of the war that he's fighting against members of that, that society. Yeah. Right. And that uh, the only way through hell for him is kind of like... He's going deeper. Yeah. yeah. And now he has yeah. to like basically break everything down. And so it's funny, going into John Wick 3, I was like, I really hope they don't tease John Wick 4. I really want this to just be like a standalone trilogy. Same. And then I saw it and I was like, oh, fuck yeah, let's go John Wick 4 right now. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. And then you want to see the ballerina and then him in Atomic Blonde. Yeah. Over. God. Oh, that, that would be uh, fun. I don't know how they'd do yeah. that, but that'd be kind of fun. I know. I was just going to add, one thing I really liked about the movie, can't get enough of, weren't there some really great dogs in oh yeah <laughs> nothing but good boys There's nothing but good boys 13 out of 10s yeah exactly. like, they kill people so <laughs> many shots of the dick so many shots <laughs> of the dick. like i was clutching my crotch and pain like no don't do that it, it uh it's uh-huh. the best movie of the summer best yeah. movie of the year maybe just because of the dogs alone you know <laughs> and no Apart dogs from the impeccable hurt. craft yeah no dogs <laughs> and kid had no dogs yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, I can't wait for John Wick 4. Uh, it's not something I expected to say going into this. Yeah. Um, Shaq, you know, I'm going to hand it off to you. What What else have you seen recently? Because you sound like a busy dude. I don't want to um, waste your actually, time. Actually, there's a smaller movie that came out on VOD just recently called Avengement. It stars Scott Adkins, who you've seen <gasps> in a bunch of action movies. And it is fucking great. It kicks ass. So for those who don't know, it starts it starts as him as like kind of like this low level thug who gets an extended prison sentence, and just becomes a stone cold badass because this prison is essentially like talking to, like you know the show Oz is if you replace like the prison rape in Oz for just prison fights every single day unprovoked for no reason. Oh my god! And he's dealing with that for like eight years, and then he breaks out. And he holds up a bar and just describes everything that happened to him and his quest for revenge. And it's fucking cool because you're like, you're watching it and you're like, this man has so much charisma. I want to see Scott Atkins start in way more things way more often. We're talking like Jason Statham, Tom Hardy crossover type like charisma. You're like, man, this dude is electric. He's intense. He's charming. He's funny. And you're like, I want to see this more. And so you're shocked, like, I'm watching this shock that he hasn't been in a major thing, more major things anyway. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah uh, this movie fucking rules. I, I haven't, I gotta check that out, because I love Scott Adkins, uh, and I'm a recent convert, like, only a year or two ago, I started catching up with his stuff, and this, he's awesome! Uh, he's, like, in a, a fight scene in Doctor Strange, and he's, like, a henchman in Expendables yes. 2, and it's like, those do not service him at all. This guy should be, like... Just a, a, a house, a legitimate name leading star. man. Yeah, yeah. He's he's yeah, great physicality, but also a really good actor. What's he doing in the the direct to video market? I mean, those there are good movies there too, obviously. But why isn't he blowing up? That's crazy. We're doing him a vast disservice. Honestly, uh, Gene, look into Wait. Scott Atkins, my friend. Okay. He will not be disappointed. I, okay, I will. So yeah, because it seems pretty awesome. I mean, yeah. The I I felt lost in the conversation, but. I'm gonna have to. Like, no, that's no, right, you yeah. need to. Like, you the thing is, be... you may have seen him before in things and just didn't recognize who he was. Uh-huh. Yeah, but no, he never... he fucking rules. And then mm-hmm. also, I know it's a, a very old film, but because it was concerning recent events, mm-hmm. um, I saw Baby Boy because they were playing it at the Tiff Lightbox, like a a oh. John Singleton thing, oh. and. It's a good movie, but I was not prepared for how fucking weird that movie is. Because <laughs> literally, the opening shot of Baby Boy 
is Tyrese as a fetus, like a grown ass man in a fetus. <laughs> because, like, because at the same time he's having this whole monologue where he's like about how black men are just like in a per- state of perpetual youth. How he called like our house the crib and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, that's like it's a poignant scene, like at least the monologue wise. But then just the visual makes it so weird. And then on top of that, the rest of the movie just doesn't really do have anything to do with that as much as it's just like a rap skit for an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's a fun movie that like I think people should just watch just for how just absurd it is. Yeah, I think um Hollywood did him dirty too. Uh, you know, the that it's it's really too tragic. He left us way too soon. Yeah, he um, did. You know, I I'd be lying if I said I loved all his work, but what I do like, I really like uh he obviously uh Boys in the Hood. Yep. But he also was the first person to reboot Shaft in the year two thousand. And that movie's good as hell. It's underrated. It's so good. Yes. Oh my god. I'm I'm really excited for the new Shaft. Just with Christian Bale Shaft. as the with Christian Bale as the villain, which watching it, I because I just watched Batman Begins, I couldn't think of him as like, oh wow, this is different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that then, movie owns. Everyone yeah. should watch it. Yeah, especially as Samuel Jackson as Shaft, and then he's gonna come back. Yeah, no, this new movie. I'm excited. Yeah. I, I hope it's good. I, I I have I have high hopes. That, that's my yeah. Infinity War this year. <laughs> the funny thing is, <laughs> my, mom, dude, my mom doesn't go to the theaters that often, but she loves Shaft. So I'm like, oh hey, yeah, we'll go together for that. It's like Mission Impossible and Shaft. Those are the only things she'll go out of her way for theater. <laughs> Your mom has impeccable taste. Yes. If it if it's a spy if it's a spy flick, then she's in for it. Oh hell yeah. Um. Moving on to, to two more movies. Uh, Gene, mm-hmm. do you want to talk about Brightburn? Yeah, I think I'll, I'll think I will start off the conversation for Brightburn. Because mm-hmm. I was curious, your take, because um, I think I saw your letterbox score <laughs> was like two, and then mine was three. So I think I liked it a bit more than you. <laughs> like, just by a little bit. But I feel I like know. we might have the same problems. Where it, it feels like it never... Like, so that, this idea of uh, Evil Superman, like, they get the like strands of the idea but they never quite like get get this like whole like this whole like evil superman angle like completely it always it felt like it just kept coming up short and like uh like with you know other evil superman tales like uh i don't know i know mark miller's a pretty terrible writer but i think red sun pretty captures it pretty well where it's it's just the you know, I mean, it's a horror movie, but like just the fact that he doesn't do anything else besides just like kill and like main people felt a bit mm-hmm. boring to me. Where it doesn't like uh, explore those, uh, you know, he's like, he's a, he, he could rule the world. I mean, you know, you have the craft just telling him like, take, was it like take over the world or something? You know, like until the end credits, it doesn't really capitalize on that. And I was like, it was, it felt really constrained by its budget, and I was really yeah. hyped to see this. Yeah, honestly, like even as someone who hasn't seen it yet, um, it just felt like it does a lot of the problems that you bring up are like the ones that I had kind of had in my mind. Not mm-hmm. to mention like the whole just like what if superpowers but evil. I feel yeah. like there's a lot of movies that have already done that have tackled it in a unique way, like Chronicle, for example. Yeah, I think like I w- I look at that and I look at this. I'm like, there's a way to do it with a lower budget, but still have like a kind of unique aspect about it. And this one just felt like it didn't go anywhere past what if Superman but bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would I would really agree. Yeah. 
Yeah, because... uh, Chronicle is also, even though it's written by a garbage human being, yes, um, yeah, it, it remembers yeah. that this the downfall of this kid who's bestowed with these powers is ultimately tragic. Like it's sad that this kid has like no other outlet to to, yeah. to explore. You know, like mm-hmm. life just pinned him down so much. His dad's definitely not helped anything. Um, it's 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 sad. And Brightburn, I don't think cares about its characters yeah. and I, I like vile stuff too you know bad boys 2 is like my shit dude bad boys but, 2 rules <laughs> oh, bad boys, yeah that's the most american film ever made but like this movie doesn't it doesn't need to care about its characters either i guess but i think there's an interesting through line with this brightburn and the lynn ramsey movie uh we need to talk about kevin mm. where it's kind of like if you're if these American families are not going to discuss like actual problems, like institutional or emotional or otherwise. Um, problems can start to rise. We'll just say, if you haven't seen, we need to talk about Kevin. Um, yeah. When Ramsey underrated director as well. Very. Uh, and I think she would have actually made this movie much more interesting if you got into like the psychology of the kid. Cause it's not, mm-hmm. they're not interested in that. They're interested in like the kills oh. and whatever. And I will say the kills are pretty good. Yeah, there's some really like really gory kills. Like me and my girlfriend watching, like oh, I had to look away for like one or two scenes actually. Okay, yeah, that's oh. good at least. Yeah, yeah. so if if you do check it out, I, I I think slasher fans will be more happy. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know what it's kind of going to get out of it. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but like movies that like James Gunn writes or produces but doesn't direct always end up being shit. Yeah, because like the Belko experiment could have been great. But was mm-hmm. trash until like Mayhem literally did the same thing but better, yeah. um, and then I th- and then I think of this. It's like okay, well, that's a shame. Like he's super talented. It's just I think if he directs it, he could find a way to make it unique. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of although I do like the Belko experiment. I think more than you, Shaq. Uh, I no, think I, it's I, yeah, very it. similar to a Joss Whedon situation where like if he handles it. I love it. Or if, like one of his acolytes, I guess we'll call it like Drew Goddard, you know, Cabin in the Woods, mm-hmm. um, uh, Bad Times. I really yeah. like those movies uh, and they have very weed and flares. Well, he co-wrote one of them. But if someone else does it, like Alien Resurrection, a Joss Whedon script, which I find fascinating, but just does not work <laughs> so on weird. the screen at all, you know, or like Titan AE where it's like, this is just I, I, Hold up. You know, you know what? If if you get Belko, then I get Titan A because I fucking love Titan A. No, 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 I love Titan A too, but it's got it's got problems. But I I'm a I may be the number one Titan A fan. Yo, dude, I used to like I remember when I rented that from my library on VHS, and I almost destroyed that tape. How many times I watched that? Movie. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Here you go. <laughs> it has the best Creed soundtrack. No, the Creed is only <laughs> in the trailer, Gene. They're not in the movie. You have to explain that joke. <laughs> Dude, Cosmic Castaway is such a good song. It's the shit. It's the most 2000 soundtrack ever, apart from Digimon. Mm-hmm. Power Man 5000 lit the urge. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's It owns. Titan AE is better than Brightburn. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I yes. agree to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, the last movie I just want to talk about before we wrap up the show officially uh, did anyone see Aladdin? No, no. <laughs> Good. Let's talk about King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. So King Arthur, Guy Ritchie's previous movie, uh, Gene and I are huge fans of it. And that's because it, it actually owns and is actually uh, 
yeah. incredible. I'll, I'll say King Arthur's an actual fucking mess. But it, the thing is, like, I don't think it's a good movie, but it's a movie I really want to see a sequel to because the thing is, is that my favorite parts of the movie are the parts that work the least. And and what I mean by that is the parts that Guy Ritchie puts his Guy Ritchie isms into it. Where like the opening scene after like the they show King Arthur growing up, but the part where he's being interrogated and it's just essentially just doing snatch. Just with King Arthur characters. I yes. wanted the entire movie to be nothing but that. Just to make it a gangster flick. It just happens to have King Arthur in it. It's got uh, flourishes of that for sure. Exactly. And I would hope that at least Aladdin had shit like that for the whole movie. I would be more happy and more willing to go see it if it did. But apparently it doesn't, so I don't want to go see it. Oh, if there was a character in Aladdin that's just like, you like Degs? I would give it five stars. <laughs> I want to see her as like, hey, if this guy's a genie. He's like, why do they call him the genie? Because he's a fucking genie. That's why. <laughs> Shit like that. Like R-rated Aladdin. Oh, yeah. then, then I would gladly give this conglomerate my money. <laughs> Guy Ritchie, just do the just do the same movie every single time. You would, I would, I would be there for every single one of them. Yeah, but, and then if it had like, uh, was it for uh, some of the lines? It has like Gilbert Gottfried back as uh, Iago, just, like, cursing. Yes! Like, <laughs> full-on stand-up! Because <laughs> like, they didn't ask him back, out of all the people, as uh, the par- as uh, Iago, they were like, no. That's we blasphemy. Didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, I, gotta, I gotta fight you, Shaq. I think King Arthur's a genuinely good movie. I think it establishes stakes very clearly. It establishes Arthur's history to this Banging soundtrack by Pemberton. <laughs> oh, that open that opening montage. I, that, I was like, this is out, absolutely fucking insane the way it's edited. Oh, it's like <laughs> some some punk rock, gothic industrial sound in like this fantasy movie. It's like mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. Oh no, it's like Lord of the Rings by way of like Led Zeppelin. It's crazy. Yeah. And then they uh, they didn't have it in the movie. They had that Led Zeppelin song. Just in yeah, the in, the, in the trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah in the trailer. Okay. I, that, I might, that, that same vibe goes through the movie. Oh, of course. Is it, I think it was uh, Babe, I'm Gonna Leave You. I was like, oh, that's great. Yeah, it should have been in the movie. Then it would have made money. But it didn't. So I'm yeah, sad it's, about it's that. Shit. Like, I honestly wish it did make more money. Like, even though, again, it's a movie that I'm not, I don't love, but I want to see a sequel to. Because I want to see more things like this. Take chances in the same way that this did. Yes. Take as big a swing with your movies as King Arthur does with his sword and that. Boom. Yeah, because yeah, it's it's sad that like yeah he went for the fence with King Arthur and then you look at at Aladdin which a lot of people from what I understand they say it's not bad but it just feels unnecessary because it's like the same movie uh-huh. and I yeah no if he just went as weird with that if with this if he did with that it would have yeah. been great I I, it's, I don't want to go too hard into the Disney thing but I think there's a trend recently with their live action movies where all the reviews sound the same. It's like, yeah, yeah it's not bad, but it's not really necessary. And it's like, hmm, maybe <laughs> we shouldn't be spending money to see them then. Yeah. <laughs> Even for Guy Ritchie, whom I love with all my heart. <laughs> I haven't spent money on a single one of these live-action remakes. The only one I will is Lion King. And that's because I want Donald Glover to sing with Beyonce, and I want to see that and hear that and be just taken away by how good it sounds. <laughs> I will listen to the soundtrack on YouTube. No, I want to see it happen in my with my eyes. <laughs> No, they've turned you. No, no, that's the only one. Everything else, I'm like, no. That's the one that's gonna make like two billion dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, well, I, no, I what they need to do is live action versions of their director video sequels. That's where oh. the money is. Remake like uh, Return of Jafar or remake Lion King Two Simba's <laughs> Pride. Give me that. <laughs> like just it, just something that's uh, I don't know expands the story or something different. Mm. Where it's no, not... you know what actually slaps from what right. I remember, anyways. Aladdin and the Forty Thieves. Oh, yeah, with his like dad, and they're getting yes. married. Wait, Shaq, oh, did you just talk about that one? Dude, we literally, we actually, <laughs> spoiler for our next episode, but Ooh. like, we are looking at it. Like, you know, we um uh, mentioned like people, yeah, people want us to go see it. And then some, I think one of us brought up uh, Aladdin's dad, and everyone was like, Jesus Christ, this dude is hot. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> go look at the picture for Aladdin's dad, and you're like, God damn it, he is. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that'll be the that'll be the photo that leads us out for the episode on the YouTube version of this, which you can yes. like and subscribe to <laughs> if if you're listening to this. And if you didn't like this episode, like and subscribe anyways, because you might find something you do like. That's the show. Shaq, one more time, plugs. Where can people find you? Find me at all the social medias at Shaq Excellence. That's S H A K Excellence. You could follow me over on the sequels page or that sequels. Sequels with two E's, we can find that wherever podcasts you can listen to. Uh, also, go over and follow us over at oneofus.net. We're at a bunch of shows that I've mentioned over at the top of the episode. Um, and if you like any of the stuff, you know, give a dollar to and subscribe. We got a bunch of extra content if you listen to it, like uh, movie commentaries, extra shows, and stuff like that. It's real good shit. Right. Gene. Mm-hmm. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, Gene9892. And before we officially wrap up, best movie you saw this month? Oh, it's John Wick. No, <laughs> it, like, it ain't no thing. <laughs> like, I could say Avengers, but, like, I didn't see Avengers this month. I saw, I saw it four times in April. Um, but, yeah, no, it's John Wick, without a doubt. Gene? Yes. Um, for this month? Yeah. I would, I would go with uh, probably Booksmart. I'm. I actually think Booksmart more than John Wick three. I don't know. I gotta see this yeah. fucking movie. Yeah. Jesus Christ! I don't know. I, John Wick three is pretty fucking I would amazing, agree. but it's it's a close one. Uh, find me at twitter.com, the Diego Crespo. Check out all the links from the Waffle Press down below. SoundCloud, YouTube, Spotify now, iTunes, Patreon. Uh, check out the other retrospectives coming up soon. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We'll be back with more Godzilla and Rocket Man in the coming weeks because we're really excited about those. We have been professionally unprofessional. Yeah.